46 and 10. Yes, that's the the record for your Phoenix Suns as they hold down home court, if you will, take on the a team that only has 13 wins, the Orlando Magic. They're now 13 and 45. Beat them 132 to 105. Score over 30 points in every quarter. So yeah, it's uh it it was expected, you know. But I'll tell you what's not expected is the fact that Matthew couldn't be here tonight. So we're gonna have some high quality basketball conversations. Welcome to the show to Suns Geek. How you doing, my friend? Oh, I'm fantastic, man. This is gonna be a great show. Uh life is good. The Phoenix Suns are the best team in the NBA, and it's not even close. I'm excited, man. Let's do this. Amen. Life <laughs> is fantastic. And also joining the show, Flex from Jersey. Let's What's go. going on? My guys, my guys. This is a party tonight, man. This is going to be fun, man. Thanks for having me, guys. What's up, Suns Geek? My guy. Life's good, man. I'm just, I'm happy to be here with both of you guys. I'm excited. Let's do this, man. It's going to be a great show. Obviously, when you take on a team that's won only 13 games in the regular season, you don't know how much analysis you're going to really have on that post-game pod. So we'll talk about the game that happened tonight. We'll talk about the ass-kicking that the Suns dished out. But I also want to get both of your thoughts on different things relative to the state of the Suns, whether it be Aaron Holiday edition, Torrey Craig edition. Uh, maybe we could talk a little bit about I don't know what's going on in the rest of the NBA. There's pl- plenty of things to talk about on this edition of the Suns Jam Session podcast. So I'd like to thank not only both of you for joining us, but everybody who's watching on a, lo- a long live, uh, whether it's on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter. We appreciate it. If you're on YouTube, make sure you give uh, this a thumbs up. Give Suns Geek and his channel a thumbs up. Uh, give all of us thumbs up. Everybody got a thumbs up tonight. Hulk smash the like button. Sure, yes, sir. Thumbs up. Thumbs up, baby. <laughs> Thumbs and if up, you're if you're listening to the podcast, please subscribe, rate, review, all of that good stuff. Uh, is anybody drinking a beer tonight with me? No beer, but I'm getting a little crazy on y'all. I got Dr. Pepper. Dr. Pepper. I got I got, I got water, babe. I don't drink. You know that, so we yeah, good. True, true. It, good. All right. Well, I, I, got a, I got a Phoenix Beer Company Arizona go. Gold. So pop them if you got them, Suns fans. It's going to be a great night to talk about basketball. Let's talk about this win. It was a dominating win for the Phoenix Suns as they put a pummeling on the old magic there, uh, 132 to 105. So, you know, I guess the first question I have for both of you gentlemen, I guess I'll start with you, Suns Geek, is uh, what do you think about Devin Booker rocking the headband, man? Headband Booker is back and the league needs to be on notice. And you know what, John, I'm sorry, but we have to overanalyze this whole game. I mean, we're not even going to talk okay. about the trade deadline. We're going to overanalyze this game. It starts with the headband. Uh, you know what? The Suns absolutely crushing the magic. It's just not enough, man. We should have beat this team by 50. But yeah, Devin Booker rocking the headband again. Was that a was that a Tory Craig tribute or is he just on fire lately and headed into the All-Star break? Is that why he's rocking the headband? I don't know. <laughs> See, I, w- I was wondering if maybe, you know, obviously the Tory Craig tribute makes the most sense, but I'm like, maybe it was meant to catch hangover sweat from being right. at the Phoenix Open yesterday <laughs> with Chris Paul. I mean, 
him him and Chris Paul were hanging out at the 16th hole. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw the hole in one that happened there today. Yeah. But just straight up pandemonium. Mm. The, whenever that happens, I'm like both proud and ashamed to be <laughs> a Phoenician and somebody who works not too far from the tournament. Uh, what do you think of Devin Booker flex on not only his, you know, obviously we're being facetious with his headband, uh, but the way that he poured in those 26 points tonight and uh, also had five assists and five rebounds. What do you see from yeah, uh, yeah, our buddy Devin Booker. That's what Book does, man. 26 points, yep. five rebounds, five assists, a block. Started off a little slow. I think he started 0 for 6. 0 for um, 6, like yeah. That. Yep, started 0 for 6, a little slow. I'm sure the headband was a, was a tribute to, to the homie Tory Craig. Um, but, yeah, man, you know, Book just doing Book things, man. He's mastered the ability to get 25-30 in his sleep. I mean, that's Great. that's actually a bad game for Devin Booker. <laughs> um, he's going to go home pissed off that he shot 40% tonight. <laughs> so um, that's that's just the reality of how good this guy is, man. I mean, he was the first pick as the reserve two years in a row for a reason. The, the star players know how good this guy is, and that's a tribute to, to the work he's put in and, and, and how he uh, attacks the game physically, mentally, and emotionally. Kid's incredible. Yeah, I think that, you know, again, 0 for 6, I think we were all just kind of like, hey, dude, take the headband off. Like, we get it. Distribute <laughs> your guys back in town. Torrey Craig's back. Uh, but something's not right there. But then, you know, he starts to get in the flow of the game. 10 for 18 for the remainder of the game. Really stepped up in that third quarter. Uh, you know, he comes out, and I think he hit his first six shots coming out out the, uh, the third quarter. I don't yeah. recall. Yeah, he was but, on fire after the I mean, third. Or during and, the third. And, yeah, <laughs> and that's what really kind of just <clears throat> assisted in putting this team away. And I think that... You know, it's important when you play teams like the Orlando Magic, who let's always always remember that the, the, the team across the bench from you is a professional team. And yeah. they're going to fight, they're going to claw, and they're going to scrap. And so many times we've seen the Phoenix Suns play down to the level of the competition or allow these teams back. And I think that Devin Booker's performance in that third quarter, you know, where he really was just like, you know what, I'm going to come out here. Uh, I'm going to shoot seven for 13 from the field, two for five from deep, 16 of his points came in that third. That was kind of the, the punch in the face that ultimately put down the Warriors. And I think that it's important that with the depth that we have right now, and this is the, the benefit of this, with the depth that we have right now for that first team unit to come out and put that final KO punch on this team to allow them a little bit more rest, to allow themselves to allow the rest of this roster, which has new faces on it, an opportunity to get in the game and play and, and, to, yeah. and to get their spot in the rotations. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we need all the rest we can uh, that we can get because I feel like we kind of have a tough schedule throughout the rest of the season. And, you know, they mentioned it on the broadcast, that fourth quarter lineup that we had out there was like Cam Johnson, Biombo, Aaron Holiday and all them. It was that's good, like chemistry building right there. And, you know, I've been the biggest critic when it comes to the Suns in terms of playing down to our competition. I'm glad that was not the case tonight. You know, I was joking with you, John, earlier. I said I kind of tuned out after the third quarter, except for when Aaron <laughs> Holiday came in, uh, because this game, you could argue, was over after the third quarter. Or, uh, the, yeah, third quarter. Yeah, but yeah it was. Time, you know, yeah, you guys <laughs> yeah. get what I'm saying. <laughs> I mean, you, you know what? The All-Star game can't come soon enough. I mean, these, these guys definitely need a little bit of a break. Um, but you know what, man? I'm I'm absolutely mind blown at how professional this basketball team is and how genuinely they care about each other. One through fifteen. Great. I'm not. I'm not. You know. I'm not being. I'm not exaggerating here. And this isn't like uh, you know flex being a homer. Um, man, listen. This team one through fifteen. Man, they just love each other. They want 
there is that we score mentality as opposed to that I score mentality. And you can see it up and down the lineup. And, you know, the hardest thing, guys, that, that I think in basketball, psychologically, the hardest thing to do when you're not good or when you're trying to get better, you got motivation every day to get up. And, and that's the task at hand. Mm-hmm. But when you got a team like this that's been to the NBA Finals, they're at top of the league right now. It's not even close. Um, there's those schedule losses, right? That you look yep. at the schedule and you're like, yo, that's a loss because, you know, they're just going <laughs> to pack it in and it's a yep. back-to-back well, that was like the road. that was like the Sixers last week, right? Schedule right. loss, right? <laughs> schedule loss, right. That's, that's something that normally they say schedule loss. But these guys are an absolute different bunch of guys, man. They, they're just, they just want everything. So psychologically, I'm impressed by the fact that they can come in every day and approach every game with that professional mentality, uh, uh, you know, mentality and continue to grind and do it. I mean, we're 46 and 10, man. This is crazy. I mean, and, this is and, crazy. We're, and we're whooping teams the way that we should, you know, and again, exactly that shows you engagement. And that's yep. one of the hardest things, you know, in, in any realm, not just basketball, you know, think about wherever you work. There's always the guys who are super engaged. Then there's the other members of the team who aren't necessarily engaged. And there's reasons why. Then there's always reasons why for that. And you think about if you've worked in places where it's a really good culture that's conducive for, uh, you know, just production and being happy. And you you look forward to going to, to work there. It's because you have a completely engaged team. You know, I've, I've, I've been a, a manager and, and, you know, yeah. for numerous years in the food and beverage industry. And I talk about that all the time. I'm like, I don't want happy people working for me. I want engaged people because anybody can be happy. You know, the difference between a happy Phoenix Suns fan and an engaged Phoenix Suns fan, this is the analogy I always use. I'm like a happy Phoenix Suns fan, like likes to wear the gear and and knows that the team's doing okay. An engaged Phoenix Suns fan is watching this podcast right now. An engaged Phoenix Suns fan knows that they just got Torrey Craig and Aaron Holiday and can't wait to see what they are. And that's the, that's the fan you want. That's the, uh, the employee you want, you know, yep. with the company. Yep. And that's with the Phoenix Suns. That's what you want as a team. And that's what makes this team so unbelievably successful, you know, and, and flex, you know, before we came on, you were saying, it's like, dude, wake, I, I wake up every morning, make sure this isn't a dream. Right. Because if you were to write down in a, in a, in an article in bright side of the sun, if you were to write down, like, what would you want in a team to make <laughs> and, and that it would equate to success? It's literally what we're seeing night in and night out. Yeah. And Chris Paul had said it on uh, Old Man in the Three podcast with JJ Reddick, where he was talking about celebrating the little victories, you know, and so, and so often you've heard it the other side of that coin, right? Where it's like, no, man, the one thing we're focused on is the championship. You know, we don't care about winning the division. We don't care about winning the, the conference. We care about the championship. Of course, those are important. Those are the big goals, but you have to have those benchmarks along the way. And you could see that again tonight with to- the the return of of Tory Craig with Aaron Holiday coming out there and making his first shot and the whole team going crazy. Yeah. You know, those are the little goals along the way that this team enjoys and celebrates, and that's what keeps them engaged, right? Suns yeah. I mean, you you commented on Twitter, you know, how yeah. impressed you were with the team on how they were just ha- celebrating Aaron yeah. Holiday's first floater. Yeah, that was one thing that stood out to me was they were just jumping up and down. You saw Alfred Payton kind of try to set him up for that first three, which he did miss. But even if it's just like a Mikhail Bridges breakaway dunk, you saw DeAndre Ayton back there (laughs) jump up and down. And this team just celebrates each other. They love each other, man. And, you know, I've said it multiple times on my show. I'm just like, this team just wants to win. They don't care if Devin Booker goes off for 50 or if it's somebody else, man. This team just loves each other. Great chemistry on and off the court. You know, as of late, we've been seeing those like pregame videos and JaVale McGee is always uploading stuff to his Instagram. The team's just 
so in sync. And I loved your whole, like, I guess, metaphor on employees and, you know, your work group. You want people who are engaged. I've had so many jobs where, yeah, you can act happy, but it's the engaged employees yeah. that really build the culture. And I, we could have an hour podcast on just the sun's culture alone these past couple of years. It's, it's just so good, man. You, you know what? To piggyback on that, man, it's, you know, it's contagious. And what John said yep. was, was very important. So, you know, not is it contagious, but you can't fake something like this. Like you can't, you can't fake it. Um, it's not something that you, you it's got to be genuine. And, and the thing is, like John made a great point as a manager. <clears throat> thing in a, on a basketball team, it comes from the top. Like, like, like if Devin Booker and Chris Paul and DeAndre and aren't doing the things they're doing, it's not. Get little things during the game. And there was a there was a play where D.A. got fouled on a jumper by Mo Bamba, went to the ground and Devin hustled from the weak side three to go. Yeah, he sure. actually slipped. Right. He went to pick up D.A. and <laughs> slipped. And then I'm in my mind, I'm saying, God damn, but come on, baby, we don't need you slipping on some sweat and, and having no issues. But that's what I'm saying. Like. Start doing it. It just it just trickles down to the rest of the roster, and so you see Da over there jumping when H- Holiday hit the floater, mimicking the floater, doing stuff, and and everybody dancing around. And so it's a it's a great thing, man. This, this team is really a basketball team, and and I don't think that you can that's that's the that's going to be the problem when teams got to face. It's so genuine, guys. It's so genuine yep. that. You can't key up on one guy. I mean, they really are a 15 deep squad and, and they want to be that way. Yeah. And, and you know, again, uh, you can tell I'm a good manager because I think this way and I execute that way. And and one of the things that drives me crazy is when anyone on my team says, fake it till you make it. So. <laughs> it's, like, it's, it's like, no, 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 no. It's like, there's no faking it. Like, I want the real you. I want to know if you do, if you are having frustrations, let's navigate those you know, what is causing that and try to get you to the other side. You should never have to fake it till you make it. And Correct. and again, genuineness, you can't fake genuinality. And you see that with every member of this team, you yeah. know, it's just up and down the roster. And again, as you, as you mentioned, flex, it starts from the top and you don't see that on other teams. You nope. see a lot of teams with unbelievable talent, some teams that are really deep as well. And Obviously, we watch this team. We're riding a wave of success, unlike we've ever seen in the history of this organization. But we see them every day, and we see what it's supposed to look like. And then when you go and you do watch other basketball games, and you're seeing some of the interactions, and you're seeing, you know, as you mentioned, a guy goes down on the weak side, and you know, the other guys on the, he, he's like, yeah, my boy will get him. You know, it's like it, it versus right. like they want to help each other out. Yep. They want to be there for each other. They want to score with each other too. You know, yeah. not just one person. Yeah, everybody wins when everybody's having a good time and you know, nine Phoenix Suns scored in uh, double digits I, tonight. I was going to say that. Yeah. Nine. I was going to say that, you know, and 20, they could have had more and they could have had more, man. There's yep. a couple right on the fringe, a couple yeah. right on the fringe. Yeah. And again, so, Booker yeah. started off over six too. So, right. <laughs> you know, so, I mean, it's just, it, it just goes to show you that they, they truly, uh, they live for each other. They play for each other. They have a good time on the court and off the court. It translates, uh, as you mentioned, Suns Geek, you know, El- Alfred Payton was doing what he could to get uh, Aaron Holiday kind yeah. of his his first basket, you know, and kudos to Elf tonight. You know, he hit yeah. two three Double pointers mm-hmm. that matched his season total. He entered this game, <laughs> I think, like two for 17 or something. Yeah. Um, it's interesting because 
do either of you feel that Alfred Payton's job is necessarily in jeopardy? I would say his job, but his minutes for sure are in jeopardy with Aaron Holiday joining this team. Um, I mean, you you want to go first? Go ahead, Sonsky. Go ahead. Well, that's kind of one thing I was going to, I don't know, maybe make a video about in the future or talk to you guys about right now is like, there's sort of a lot of questions post-trade deadline. I know, I know we're going to get into it and all that, but I don't know about job, but you might be right, John, maybe the minutes, because obviously we are deep and we still got guys that are injured right now. So it's like when those guys come back, how are they going to throw him into the rotation? It is possible, but uh, in terms of him losing his job on this team, I'm not too sure. What do you, what do you think, Flex? Still there, sorry. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. I, my, no, sorry I think my I think my tech t- you got a little tech issue here. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but yeah, going to be uh uh more more about matchups and more flow of the game. Right. I you know I, I equate this. I was talking to somebody earlier, and I said you know the sun James Jones is duplicating um success and duplicating what works. And what I mean by that was. We saw numerous times last year where each one more jumped in and and yep. we we saw the same thing with Javon Carter. I actually look at Aaron Holiday as um a, a, a clone of Javon Carter with a little bit more potential top. You know what I mean? A little bit more offensive potential and, and stuff like that. So um I think that's what we're looking at. We're looking at a situation where, you know, if things get tight and we get an injury or foul trouble or whatever be a pest for 94 feet you go with holiday if you want a guy that maybe is a little bit more uh cohesive and a little bit more comfortable with the system you go with alfred so but again that was what we did last year with each one and, and javon so um yep. if it works don't you know if it ain't broke don't fix it and that's kind of what james is trying to do again i think just having that continuity with the right guys yeah, I mean, when, when campaign comes back, a lot of this becomes a moot point because campaign's yep. going to dominate the minutes. Yep. But what this allows is flexibility and time for campaign yep. to come back. As yep. Flex mentioned, you can now run different lineups based on your matchups, based on the defensive intensity that you want. And don't get me wrong, like Elf definitely has that defensive intensity, but he lacks the playmaking ability and the physicality almost, I feel like that Aaron holiday potentially does bring to this team. So, you know, that's what what I was excited about when I heard that Aaron holiday was going to be a member of the Phoenix suns was one, he's younger Two, He's somebody who could be, you know, we're always looking for that guy who we can mold into the next CP three. Does Aaron holiday have a chance to do so? Maybe, maybe not, you know, but there's, there's a chance of that, but three, it allows campaign to take time to get healthy. It allows Landry Shamit to take time to get healthy yep. because guess what? You know, in this game tonight, due to the fact that Aaron Holiday could play, uh, due to the fact uh, that Alfred Payton was dropping minutes, we saw both Chris Paul and Devin Booker under 30 minutes for the first time in Thank what, like goodness. seven? Mm-hmm. Yeah, in like seven. Was, uh, yeah, that's the so, big one to me. Yeah, sorry to cut you off, John. I was waiting for that because, you know, there were games like in the Sixers game and the Bulls. I was like, man, we should be resting our starters and all that. And I guess that's kind of been one of my only gripes with this Suns team this year is like we need to be resting our best players. You know, Cam Johnson being out there is fine. You know, he is our sixth man and all that. But um, and then just another thing, too, is um, actually, I just totally forgot what I was going to say. But uh, <laughs> I don't know. It's yeah, it's I don't know. It's It's just so good, man. 
<laughs> yeah, again, you know, I just I think that knowing that you have that backcourt flexibility, because again, we're playing the long, the long-term game, right? We know when we hit the playoffs, we're gonna tighten it up to most likely an eight to nine man rotation, again, yeah. based on matchup. Yeah, uh, but you now have so much more flexibility based on that matchup. You know, if you need to go big, we've seen that. We've seen the Suns go big uh like they did against the Bucks. We can see them go small. We've seen them do that multiple times. And now you add more defensive pliability. But the goal is to get there and to be as healthy as possible. And we, it, it, you know, it's like Flex said, like one through 15, this team is unbelievably deep. Because again, you mentioned there's no Frank Kaminsky right now. Dario Sarge yeah. is not going to play. But, you know, you got Campaign and Landry Shaman are out. And, and we're dropping 130 points, you know, like it's nothing. I actually yeah. remembered what I was going to say before I had my brain fart was uh, we we want to be experimenting now, not necessarily like against contenders like the Bulls and all them, but we want to be experimenting now with these lineups, just like we kind of saw in that fourth quarter. That's what I was going to say before I completely crapped out. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think, Flex? Yeah, man. I mean, listen, I, I, I think this is the time, like you guys are saying, to experiment, like figure out and 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 get all the kinks out. But I, you nailed it, man. Listen, did. This is why we, I'm sure we're going to talk about the buyout market and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But, yeah. you know, th th there's only but so much you can add, right? Los Angeles Lakers. <laughs> um, it's it's got to, it's got to, it's at some point you got to just be able to say, this is what we got and this is what we're doing. Yep. And we're just going to, we're just going to, you know, continue to continue to chemistry, continue to work different lineups and rotations. And then when the playoffs start, I'm sure Monty's going to have his, his nine that he's going to ride with. And then you got your insurance policies, and that's what you're yep. supposed to do to win a championship. One can imagine, like, listen, at the end of the day, we all experienced it, right? A couple minutes into game one of round one of the playoffs, Chris Paul's got a stinger, and all of a sudden, each one more's in there. <laughs> um, yeah. You can't plan for that, but you got to be ready for it. And that's what James Jones did during this deadline was get some reinforcements and, and basically solidify that insurance policy. Yeah, I mean, that's the lesson we learned in the NBA Finals last year. Once Dario Sarch went out in game one, there was no one with size consistently who could play. And then we saw in game two when Torrey Craig got absolutely bulldozed by Giannis, you know, yeah. all of a sudden our small ball five options were out the window. And it's like, well, shit, you know? So now you take a look at it from a guard standpoint. You got CP3 and Booker. Then you got Campaign, Landry Shamit, Alfred Payton, and uh, Aaron Holiday. Then you've got the four amazing wings. Uh, in Cameron Johnson, Mikhail Bridges, Tory Craig, Jay Crowder, mm -hmm. you know, then you got the the stable of bigs, and a lot of versatility can happen there. You know, we Matthew and I talked about it on the last podcast when they they did some minutes with both Javale McGee and DeAndre Ayton at the same yep. time. You know, I mean, there's just so many different options that this team possesses, and again, they they're absorbing injuries. I don't want to hear that from anybody that. You know, the Suns haven't had to navigate injuries or anything. It's like we're just like every other team Preach. in the NBA. Uh, Aiton has been out a ton. Booker missed some time. You know, obviously our two backup guards. And then they mentioned it briefly on the national broadcast against the Bucks. They're like, oh, yeah, by the way, they're missing their two backup, you know, main guards. It's like, yeah, that, that, that's kind of a big deal. That's kind of a big deal, you know. So, again, seeing that they are navigating it this way, it's just it's highly impressive, Suns Geek. Especially this year, you know, I don't want to jinx anything, and, and health and safety protocols have, you know, gone down, knock on wood, but when that was in full effect, mm -hmm. it was like every team in the league had multiple players, night in and night out, so I don't ever want to hear the Suns injury excuse uh, last year or whatever, oh, you guys only went to the finals because you guys were injured. Well, you know what? Same thing this year. Just like every team in the league, 
And I'm praying that we have a healthy team all through the finals and we get to the finals and all that. And, but yeah, you, you know, the insurance policy too, that's one thing I feel like James Jones, he, I saw a couple things. I'm like, Oh, the Suns could have done more. I'm like, dude, we what played else it could safe. they have done? It, it, exactly. I'm like, we played it safe. We brought back a guy that knows our system. It was like he never left. Yeah. It was like it was like he wasn't out with an injury, but he was out. You know what I mean? Totally. And, yeah. And like we missed half a season because he injured himself. That's what it kind of feels I, like. I, I didn't see the full quote, but Chris Paul said something like, "When we played the Pacers, he wanted to pass the ball to Torrey Craig because he was just so familiar." And then like the first couple possessions with Torrey Craig. It was just so in sync. It was like the dude never left, man. I'm sure I don't even know if they had a practice yet. So, I'm yeah, so I mean, good. He, he, no, no, you're right, though. Like, you know, Tory Craig comes in, plays 23 t- minutes tonight, goes six for nine from the field, including Let's two go. or three from deep, 14 points, uh, four assists, two steals. Oof. You know, it, it, it's like he never left, you know, yep. and Flex, I'll ask you this. Some people, and, and I guess by Suns people, we're saying Suns Facebook. Uh, but some, but some people are like, the Suns could have done more in this, this, uh, during the trade deadline, they've just added depth and defense at the same time. The team with the fourth best defensive rating just got better defensively in their depth. What else could they have done flex? Yep. Yeah. I mean, you know, again, you know, this is, this is, uh, when you, when you're that good, this is just people trying to get too much. I mean, you, you just, listen, they're the best team in basketball. They just added Torrey Craig and Aaron Holiday. Two great uh, defensive players. Two guys, I mean, one guy in particular that just went, made a run with you. So, yep. He did a fantastic job. I think they hit it out the park. Jalen Smith in the second round pick for two two guys that uh, are, are really good basketball players and one that's going to contribute big time. Yeah, I couldn't ask for more, man. I mean, yes. Could you have had a splashier deal? Absolutely. Were there possibilities to make a splashier deal? Absolutely. But this is this is where when you make those deals, you have got because we love what we got and we'd rather trim around the edges and add something as opposed to being able to add something, but having to lose something that we I don't want to want to give up. So I think they did a fantastic job. I, and I think they're going to, they're going to monitor this buyout market, but I think they're going to have a similar thought process. Like, listen, if we can add something uh, without, you know, ruffling any feathers. Yeah. You, you know, you know what they're pissed off about tonight? This basketball hmm. team guys, hmm. they're pissed off that it, that's how much this team cares. You, you know what I'm saying? That's what they're mad about right now. They're saying, damn, we wish Ish would have scored in four minutes. I'm sure <laughs> of it. I'm sure of it. They're sitting there saying, damn, yo, we failed. <laughs> we failed. That's that's what I'm talking about with this basketball team. So um, they love what they got, man. And they were able to add to it without really losing much in, in you know, when, in, when you think about the entire. And they're mad that Cam Johnson is going to the three-point contest. <laughs> right, right. Any anyone that thinks they didn't do a good job this trade deadline is is not being realistic. Yeah, again, you got to kind of leverage what 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 is your definition of good or great. You know, are you looking for the splash superstar addition that ultimately could disrupt the chemistry of this team, or are you change say, the offense? Yeah, change the offense and change the defense, and mm-hmm. you know, again, kind of hurt anybody's. Uh, uh, or, or I'm sorry, hurt our overall holistic 
record. I mean, yeah. the team's insane. They're 46 and 10. They've won what now, like 17 of the last 18. The team Five is seven, 17 and 0 since Bismack or every game that Bismack Mambo <laughs> has played in. The team has won. It's like, what else do you want? And when Frank Kaminsky's healthy, we have a good record too. So. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, do you make an addition to bring in DeMontis Sabonis and all of a sudden we're going to win more games? You can't yep. win more games. Yep. That's the end goal is to win games. And the Phoenix Suns are just fucking turning them out, man. Like it's nothing. Yeah. And it's just yeah. like, and, and it's not only that they're just winning, it's dominating winnings. It's people are bored with how good they are. Yeah. Seriously. The national media is bored with how good the Phoenix are. The Phoenix Suns yeah. are. And it's just, you know, again, bringing back Tory Craig, I heart, Tory Craig with all of my being. I'm so glad that I get to play his drop again. What's up? The juice is back. <laughs> Love having him back, you know, because uh, he's so versatile on both sides of the court. And, you know, I, I don't want to go as far to say Jalen who, but right. at the same time, like Jalen Smith was a project and he always was a project. And although we definitely saw some great flashes from him tonight, you saw the versatility that, Tory Craig brings being able to play a three, a four, a five versus Jalen Smith, who could play the five well and was working on the four. And kudos to him. He's rocking number 25 again, just yeah. like he did at Maryland. He's doing that in Indiana. That's a fun team to watch now. You have Tyrese Halliburton and Jalen Smith on the same they team. They got like, some players over there. They have assets too. I yeah. mean, I'm not saying they're going to be a contender next year or in the next few years, but they got some players now, man. Plus, it they can move fun Matt to watch. Brogdon, it, Brogdon if they wanted to, you know? Yeah. I mean, Hey guys, listen. I, I want to apologize, man. I'm having some crazy technical oh, difficulties, okay. guys. I, it, it it always happens at the worst time. <laughs> Tell it's me late, about it. You know, it's late out here on the East Coast, and I know a lot of these. I'm being honest. I know a lot of these providers. They do a lot of maintenance stuff at this time, mm. so that's probably what's going on, man. They're probably doing some maintenance in my 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 motor. So I. It's all good, man. No, it's all good. As he's as as you were saying, I'm sorry. It like froze on Dude, you. I'm, I'm going to jump off real my quick and then did jump the back same on. Thing. Like when yeah, we I mean, first were doing these pods, my internet did the same thing, man. <laughs> yeah, my, mine does it all the time. So, you know, again, Flex, if you come back, fantastic. We appreciate it. Uh, but if not, if anyone wants to know where they can follow Flex, it's at Flex from Jersey on Twitter. Uh, he's on the Believe Podcast Network. He's on the post-game shows with John Bloom. Uh, you know, Flex he's from everywhere. Jersey. He is, and he's a fantastic resource as a Phoenix Suns fan. He knows uh, some ins and outs of the organization, so – uh, always great to have him on the podcast. And in the event he doesn't come back, I feel like he kind of said what he needed to say, to be honest. So yeah, we, yeah, we no. want him back though. If he can come back. Yeah. If he's back. Great. If not, we'll carry on. We'll carry on in the name of flex <laughs> and Matthew. Let's see. I know some of you were asking where's yep. Matthew. Uh, Matthew's not feeling good tonight. Uh, either that or he has a date. He never tells me Ooh. why he never tells me why he's not on the pod. He's saying, I can't do it. Uh, <laughs> kid. Lissy's on a 10 day. Um, so uh, but yeah, you know, I, I, I thought that the addition of Aaron holiday kind of pushed Alfred Payton a little bit tonight. Yeah. We saw one of his better games, uh, ended with a total of 10 points on four of 11 shooting. Wow. 11 shots from him, but he had nine assists, 10 and nine from Alfred, Alfred, man. Again, that's what you want, right? You want yeah. competition from the interior that pushes guys to be successful. It's just, this team is just in fuego, man. Besides his bad shooting night, I thought he was really aggressive, Alfred Payton. And, you know, we sort of talked about it earlier, just like what happens now with certain players' minutes. I mean, you know, what's going to happen with Ish Wainwright and you know, El uh, Alfred Payton and probably somebody who I'm forgetting about. But that's what's so great about this team. And even last year's team, it was like, what are we going to do with Etwan Moore and Langston Galway, et cetera? It's like 
We are so deep. And that's why I keep saying, I'm like, we need to experiment now, not necessarily against the contenders. We need to figure out what works. And you know, Monty Williams and company are doing that in practice and everything. They're figuring out what works and what doesn't. That's why some nights we see Bismack and some nights we may not, which I feel like we should be seeing more of Bismack, to be honest. But, you know, and then I think Flex talked about it earlier, just certain matchups. You know, Monty Mm -hmm. did that a lot last year with the whole matchup thing. That's why we saw Frank Kaminsky randomly out there in certain times. So experiment yeah, now and then exactly. figure it out in the playoffs. Especially <laughs> when you're playing against the lowly Orlando Magic. Yeah, exactly. So, so I'm going to spin. I'll, I'll ask you both uh, a random – well, Flex is kind of coming in now. So <laughs> I'll ask you this question. If Flex comes back, we'll ask him this as well. Who right now is your favorite member of the Suns? Oh, man. You know what? Because, <laughs> like, with – and the reason I ask this question, Tory Craig comes back, and all of a sudden yeah. I'm just, like, I'm feeling things yep. again. Like, I loved Tory Craig on this team last year. Obviously, you know, it, it, it's so tough because you have the superstars on this team, and, like, that's got to be your go-tos. But, like, yeah. when you're a true fan of a team, you always love a specific role player or a specific third option on on, uh, on the offense. So – you know, yeah, of course, like Devin Booker and CP3 are probably the right answer, but who right, is your favorite right now, son right it, now? It's, it's got to be Mikhail Bridges, man, because he we're not talking about him enough, including myself on my own channel. We're not talking about him enough. Honorable mention, though, Bismack Biombo, because as you nice. mentioned, when he's in the rock, when he's in the lineup and we he plays, we usually win. And he's just been such a good you know, asset on and off the court. But what about you, man? yeah it's got it's got it's got to be i love the updated drop that's awesome thank you it's got to be the warden man i mean i just he does all those little things that remind me of sean marion who i've mentioned before is my favorite son of all time uh and he just has so much fun doing it i you know they cut to the bench and like he's in there saying something to frank kaminsky and frank kaminsky's laughing his ass off like i feel like the heart and soul of this team, you know, the brains is Chris Paul, right? Uh, the, the The physical, yeah, the engine, (laughs) the engine is more like Devin Booker perhaps because he, Mm -hmm. you know, and the soul is, uh, is Mikhail Bridges. Bridges. I mean, he's just, but again, Torrey Craig beating back steals my heart. The muscles DeAndre Ayton. (laughs) Yeah. The muscles DeAndre Ayton on certain nights or it's Jay Crowder on other nights. Yeah. Uh, That's another guy we don't talk nearly enough about. And and we shared is Jay Crowder, man. You know, my guy Rom's always getting on me for that. He's like, you got to talk about Jay Crowder more, man. Well, he's (laughs) the perfect glue guy. And that's what Mm -hmm. makes this team so successful. Again, is you have these perfect glue guys. Yeah. Jay Crowder, Cam Johnson, Mikhail Bridges, these guys who bring offense and defense, versatility in every aspect of the game, their personalities mesh. And that's what makes it a successful team. That's why you watch teams like the Los Angeles Lakers and they can't figure it out. It's like, because you have two amazing superstars and then just a bunch of guys who don't make sense. They had guys who made sense and that's why they, in the bubble, took home a championship. And then they just hit the little TNT thing and blew the team up. And they're like, yeah. well, why aren't we winning now? It's, we should. We have two of the greatest players. That's why you see the big three in Brooklyn not work out. That's why you see all these teams that have these you know, huge names, but because they've they spend so much money on those names, they don't have the right fringe guys. And uh, I know that they don't got Kevin Durant right now or James Harden or Ben Simmons, but the Nets lost again. again. Like, my friend Rump is like, dude, they may not even like make the play in. And if they yes, do, they seriously. might lose. Like, and they, I, I mean, I get it. They don't got Kevin Durant, but still, I mean, that team. Is well, just, but that's ugh. the thing, though. You know, when you're so top heavy and then you run into the drama issues that they had and you run into the fact that Kyrie can't play half of the games, you know, 
they yeah. they're fighting just to get the play. Is that eleven in a row they've lost? Eleven in a row. It's crazy. I and honestly we've seen other think... teams struggle too. It's just some of the can quote contenders and best teams in the league. They're struggling right now, man. Oh, because again, a lot of you know the way that <clears throat> teams have developed their rosters, they're essentially paying for it. You know, yeah. and the Suns are become this model organization. Uh, because they're like, listen, we're going to, you know, invest in two big guys. We're going to draft, hopefully draft correctly, uh, and then kind of go from there. But James Harden, I'm, I'm proud to say that I was at the game the last time he ever wore a, uh, a Brooklyn, Brooklyn Nets, Nets jersey. Yeah. I got to see him score awesome. four points. So I find, Jesus Christ, man. Oh, James Harden, he's something else. <laughs> but uh, um, talking about the magic a little bit. You know, yeah. a team that obviously they're the second worst team. I don't know if in the NBA, but definitely in the Eastern. They're, yeah, they're one of the worst teams yeah, in the they, league. Yeah, they're, they're not good. Uh, <clears throat> I, I'll I got a couple questions for you. Yeah. I'm going to test your basketball knowledge. Okay, right. Matthew hates it when I do this shit, <laughs> but I'm going to do it anyways. Um, we saw Rock and Robin Lopez out there tonight wearing number 33. Can you name any member? of the Orlando magic throughout their history, who has worn the number 33. There's a total of seven, including Robin Lopez. So six other players have worn 33. Oh man. I'm an NBA history guy too. And I feel like okay. I should know this, but you know, players, if, if you get two, I'd be impressed. Players wearing Jersey numbers has always been an Achilles heel of mine. Um, off the top of my head, I cannot actually, uh, can you give me a – oh, wow, Blaze Megatron. I feel stupid. Grant Hill, yeah. Um, Grant Hill. He's damn. the big one. He wore it from 2001 to 2007. I was going to uh, say, if you could have given me a hint, I might be able to get it. <laughs> so another guy who wore it, we've heard of, he wore it from 2010 to 12. Uh, he did play for the Suns for a brief amount of time. Keto Turkoglu? No, good, good guess though. I think he wore like yeah. I was nine. like, I was like, I knew he played for them. Oh yeah. yeah, But this guy played very briefly for the Suns, sucked, and cost a shit ton of money. Damn, Ryan feel- Anderson. Oh my. <laughs> Ryan Anderson. So the other guys, Derek Strong, uh, played in the. NBA I haven't quite thought about time. Ryan Anderson in like years. <laughs> oh, I know that was that was like kind yeah. of the depths of despair yeah. for the Suns when we made mm-hmm. that trade with Houston. We got Ryan Anderson. We're like, why, why, I remember why, making why? a video and I was like, he can shoot. Like you know, he's a good three point shooter, but I don't know what else he can bring to this team. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, seriously. You know, other than a contract that's ridiculous. Right. And here's the other thing that you know, while I was kind of bored and going through, because again, as you mentioned, the Suns blew him out. So you you, you hop on the phone and you start yeah. to look up little facts and such. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, only one player in Magic history has their number retired. Can you tell me who that one player is? Penny Hardaway? Nope. Hold on. Give me another moment here. Or no Magic. No. Uh, give me a hint. Give me a hint. <laughs> uh, Hall of Famer. I want to use a lifeline. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Hall of Famer Shaq? Nope. Um, let's see. Never won an NBA title. Came w- played in one NBA Finals, not with the Magic, but played in one NBA Finals. The majority of his career was spent with another franchise in the Eastern Conference. Horse Grant? Like, nope. Good guess. Though. That's it. a really. Good guess. <laughs> I'll give you one more guess. A, a lot of people are saying T Mac in the chat. Nope, it's not T Mac. No, not T Mac because he barely reached the finals one time. Um, yeah. God, I feel like I know this. I feel like it's off the tip of my tongue, but I do not he, know the He answer. played for the team that lost in, if my memory serves me correctly, the 1995 NBA Finals. 
All right, Flex. I don't know, man. I'm playing. I'm, play, I'm playing a <laughs> Flex, game here. My NBA history right, knowledge sorry, is, guys, is bad tonight. I don't. Can know. you name the only yep. player in Magic history to have their number retired? I'm striking out over here. Orlando Miskaskaus. Nope. Good. Good guess. Oh, man. Okay. Most assists um, ever in a game. Yeah. Um. Orlando Magic. Only yep. person who had a number retired. Mm-hmm. Sheesh. Um. <laughs> it's crazy. It's not Penny. It's not Shaq. It's not Horace Grant. Those are guesses that have already been given. It's not T Mac. Um, God, who is it? <laughs> who was their first pick? Fabio. Ever? It's not Alfred. It's not Alfred Payton. Who was their first pick ever, man? Um, well, like Nick no. Anderson or something. Yeah, no, it's not Nick Anderson. He, yeah, he was their first pick, right? He's not. Right, here, here you go. His, Fred, his jer- jersey number is was six. You're never gonna get this. It was the most crazy shit when I read this. Oh man, Matt Garrity, <laughs> Hall of Famer, played in the NBA Finals for the opposing or, or for a an opposing Eastern Conference team. He only played one season with this team. The last the last season of his career, which was oh one oh two. I'm I'm lost. Patrick that- Ewing. No way. no way. Patrick Ewing's number is retired with the Orlando Magic. It's there number is. six. That's the only one who's ever been. And he coached with them. He was a coach yeah. on there. Yeah. He was a coach. I was in the back yeah, of my head, of, but I was like, no bro. way. That's no. Oh my. Shame on the Magic for doing that, bro. <laughs> Isn't that crazy, Shame though? Shame on the Magic for doing that. Yeah. I mean, come That'd on. That'd be like retiring play. Hakeem Olajuwon's jersey when, when he went and played with the Raptors. Like, come on, right, man. Exactly. Right. Like, Ridiculous. Makes zero sense. But again, you know, I was kind of perusing it's oh my the God. fourth quarter you're up by 20 points and i'm like you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna just kind of take a look at the history of this franchise it's a 33 year old hand uh, uh franchise 1988 is when they kind of came into fruition yep and i saw that they had one number retired i'm like what and then i played the game because it's got the little icon or whatever on a basketball reference and it was the number six and i was just like okay <laughs> Okay. Let and me, you let did me mention 95 and all that. I just completely drew Yeah, 95 blank. NBA yeah. finals. So yep. uh, wow. what are you guys' thoughts on Jalen Suggs? Go go uh, ahead, Flex. I have some um, thoughts on this you, magic you, team. You, you know, you know what? I like I'm gonna tell you something. It was funny. About a week ago, I was having a talk with someone around the league, and we were talking about Orlando for whatever reason. <laughs> and we talked about Jalen Suggs. And you, you know what? I like the kid. I, I like yeah. the kid. You, the one thing I will say though, man, is um the Orlando Magic do an absolutely atrocious job of of working with young talent, man. It's just it's just like you get drafted by the Magic, and and everything that can go wrong goes wrong. And it yeah. just I think he's talented. I think he's in the wrong system. I think he's with the wrong team. Um, and I think that it's going to be difficult for him the way that they run that organization to reach his potential. But I do think that if he can find his, you know, if they can turn things around, he's talented, man. I, I like his game. Um, but there's still some things he has to get better at. You know, oh, his yeah. decision, his decision making is a little erratic when I watch him play. We saw a little um, bit of that tonight, too. Yeah, at times yeah. Too. He can shoot the ball. He can get yeah. to the rack. Um, he's ultra athletic. And the one thing I do like about him that I will say um, he's got it between the ears. Very cerebral, oh, yeah. high IQ, good character. Um, a guy that I root for. I just, I just hate that he landed in Orlando. If I'm being honest. I guess all I was gonna say on the Magic, and I was kind of looking up their roster before the game, and I'm looking at it now, is like they have so many guards, they have so many young, promising yeah. players. But that doesn't necessarily mean it's all gonna mesh together. So maybe in a 
couple years if they can figure it out. But I mean, Flex said, it. I mean, they just got to develop these guys. Cole Anthony is a rising star, arguably, but like Mo Bamba hasn't really panned out. Wendell Carter's dealt with injuries, but like Franz Vog- or Wagner, he's a Wagner. pretty good player. Yeah. I had to like make player. sure I said that right. Like, and then Jalen Suggs, like you said, you know, really good player. Kind of reminds me of a quarterback at times on the court. Um, he played football. Again, he actually played football. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He's a, he's and a great football. They just player. have these like random guys. They got like RJ Hampton just chilling there. It's like, Jonathan but, Isaac. I love Jonathan well, Isaac. Before I totally forgot about him. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. kid's that so kid's very good. They could be promising in the future, but like right now, they just got so many decisions to make. Man, keep an eye out on them this off season, though. I feel like they can make a couple small moves. Well, and I'm surprised they didn't do more at the trade deadline because they have a lot of those flashy assets as you both mentioned you know in my notes i wrote he's he's explosive first step he's got a lot of talent you know he looks good but you don't know if he's really good because he's playing for the orlando magic which is like mo bamba like i still like mo bamba Bamba can play you know but you don't know if he's any good because he plays for this team that as you've mentioned you know kind of doesn't really know how to develop young talent and guess what your entire roster's young talent. And they got yeah. so many guards. They're like, what they're are you like, doing? <laughs> you, know, you know what? It's funny because I do remember what the conversation was. I was actually having a conversation with a league source about the Sacramento Kings. Mm-hmm. And, uh-huh. and and the conversation led to me saying, you know, the, the Orlando Magic are the Sacramento Kings of the Eastern Conference. A hundred percent. As far as the way comparison. that they the far as the way that they build their roster and they have all these ultra talented pieces, they just don't fit right together, man. I mean, it's it's just it's just mind-boggling how it can get to that point. But um, but yeah, they 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 got the potential, they got the talent, they just gotta figure out how to put it all into into play and make it make sense. You know, yeah, what I mean? exactly. And you know, unfortunately for them. They find themselves a lot like the Phoenix Suns did in about the 2016 range. Because in about 2016, the Suns had a lot of young talent. They were trying to learn how to win games, and they were in a conference that was just fucking brutal. The Eastern Conference has become that conference now. The West isn't nearly as deep as it used to be. It's very top-heavy. There are some solid teams, but the Eastern Conference is where a lot of the talent has migrated to. So you have the Orlando Magic trying to learn how to win games against a conference that's just going to pummel them down constantly. And you know we've literally gone through this. We've gone through losing and trying to correct the culture of losing. And it just takes a little spark plug as we've seen one, you know, one little pandemic and then an, yeah. a, an Orlando bubble later, boom, like all, all of a sudden everything was kind of set on the right course. Well so, said. you know, that's why I'm super optimistic about bad teams in the NBA. Even if always. I'm dead wrong, I am like, you know what? This team has a bright future. That team has a bright future. Cause I look at their players. I look at who's running their management and everything. I look at all their draft picks. And I'm like, this team could be something special in a few years. Cause guess what? We had to deal with that. I'm gonna so. tell you our team. Uh, if, if without being long, to, I'm sorry. I don't. I, I'm no, gonna no. tell you our team. I like in the West. Okay. That I think that I think has the potential and has got the the right leadership. I think right now to to Memphis? make something happen. The Pelicans. Oh, I do like the Pelicans. I, I, I like the moves they made at the deadline. They've been playing like, a lot better too. I like as their of talent. I love Willie Green. Yep. I, I, I just think that they the, the deals they made to add CJ McCollum, yeah. Pony Snell, Larry Nance, along with Brandon Ingram, Devontae Graham, you know, um, if Zion ever comes back and can get healthy with Willie Green coaching, because I'm a believer in Willie Green, man. I mean, he was a he was a a, a foundational piece of what we did last year, mm-hmm. and so it's so it all starts somewhere. 
they're tinkering right there. And I'm telling you, they're going to be a hell of a scary team for one of those teams they got to play in that playing tournament. That's what I was going to say, because they're only a couple games out of the playing tournament. Correct. So a little bit of a win streak and maybe a couple teams that are up there lose a couple games. They could yeah. sneak in there, man. And they, they were just bad to start the season, I think, due to injury and COVID. But... Then just something just started clicking, and sure, like their their wins aren't really standing out, but they've been rising up in the standings a little bit. They've been playing better, playing harder, and I agree with you on the moves on CJ McCollum. I think that was a really good trade for them. Well, and they're a team that I felt like <laughs> for a while were tinkering too much. You yeah, know, they got rid of Lonzo Ball, they got yeah. rid of Drew Holiday, they were doing all yeah. these things. But you're right, Flex. They finally, in my opinion are starting to redeem themselves because yeah. this past off season, a lot of the things they did didn't make sense to me. The prior year didn't yeah. make sense. Uh, I did like bringing in obviously Randall and you know, that was the whole Anthony Davis trade. Yeah. I thought that was a great opportunity for them to set the right course. It's taken them about two or three years to kind of reset themselves, but you're at, you both are absolutely right. I think that that's a team that if you are the seven or eight team or seed and you're playing, you know, the nine slash 10 and one tournament. of them. Yeah. yeah. The, Lakers, the Lakers, the Lakers better watch out. They better they not run into the, the Pelicans for one game. Yeah. They yeah. better not run into Pelicans for one game because one game, man, I mean, it's, it's, you know, anything can happen. And that team is going, they're going to be dangerous if Zion can actually get healthy. That's what I, I was going to say is they, pl they have a better record, obviously when Zion is healthy and statistics wise, they are better when he's on the court. So, and they, they want to try to keep him. So you yeah. got to hope that he stays healthy. And I think adding a player like CJ McCollum and whatever else they did definitely helps. Yep. No, without a doubt. And again, I think that, you know, you take a look at where the Suns have positioned themselves. That's why you want to be the best team in the Western conference, because you're going to have to take, you're going to have to play a team that's essentially going to have to win two games to play you. Right. right? You know, right. the seven right. seven seed, you win one game, you get that seven seed. <laughs> yeah. You know, the, the eight seed, whoever that team is, is going to play, have to play a couple games. Who knows what could happen in a couple games? Uh, but, you know, just just be ready. Uh, God, I can't wait for the playoffs. But you know what? It's all about the journey. Can't uh, wait, let, brother. Let, let's put a bow on this game and hand out some hardware. Jam star of the game. All right, Jamsters. As a reminder, if you're watching along live, please Hulk smash the like button, if you will. Hulk uh, smash the like button. And let us know yeah. in the chat who your jam star of the game is. Suns Geek, I'll start with you. Who's your jam star of this game against the Orlando Magic? Oh, man. Uh, can I be the first to give it out to the newest comer in Aaron Holiday? <laughs> Go for it. Heck yeah. <laughs> I mean, he just, in the matter of minutes, he did what he did, was just impressive. But, I mean, honorable mentions got to be Torrey Craig. And, you know, as I just saw someone pop up, the entire Suns team is a jam star. So, that, <laughs> yeah. that's my pick. Um, what do you what do you think, Flex? Yeah, I'm I'm actually you know I'm I'm gonna go with Tory. I'm gonna go with Tory tonight yeah. because it's hard to come you know first game back from all the stuff he had to do to travel, you, you know the arrangements and all that other stuff, and the guy comes in gets 14 points, three rebounds, four assists, two steals in 21 minutes. He did it all. I mean, come on, man, that's across the board. Um, and so yeah, that's uh that's my guy of the game because I think uh, with everything he has to deal with in the last 48 hours for him to come do that is really impressive. Uh, I like what After Tar Tiger 25 says. says Jam Star is the new additions and James Jones for making those additions. I'm with that. You know, I'm with that 110% because, again, as I mentioned, not only did we make good moves, take a, take essentially get Aaron Holiday for a little bit of cash. Yeah. You trade you trade away a second round pick, which who gives a shit, and Jalen Smith for Torrey Craig, a guy who's plug and play, but both are good defensive and offensive players. And we saw that tonight 
You know, you mentioned the Tory Craig line, Aaron Holiday's line, four for five from the field, had 10 points. They combined for 24 points tonight. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's that, that's your newest addition right there, yeah. 24 points. So uh, just a, a great job by James Jones and this team in, in being successful and getting this team even stronger as they get ready for. Hold on. I had to sneeze. Bless, brother. Bless. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Um, you know, mentions in there. He played a great game tonight. Chris Paul as well. I saw a few people. Yes. Yeah. And all that, Chris so. Paul as well. Yeah. Uh, next up on the docket, Tuesday night, uh, the Suns will play the Clippers. Is that right? That's the next game, yeah. right? Yeah. Tuesday, Sweet. yeah. It's on TNT, I think, or uh, one of the national. What do you guys think about this? The Clippers have gotten stronger. Obviously, they're still without their two superstars. Uh, but the additions of both Norman Powell and Rocco definitely this is a team that if I'm a Suns fan, I don't want to play this team in the first round. Right. Right. I agree. I Absolutely. agree. They got better. They got better. They got better. And, and you know, obviously dealing with the injuries they're dealing with, with Kawhi and PG, um, they got an owner that's going to always try to compete and, and get himself, you know, yep. in the playoffs and, and keep that fan base happy. So. They went out and did an admirable job of getting better around the edges and trying to keep themselves at least competitive around that 8-7 spot. And so, yeah, it's a dangerous team. I mean, they got they got guys up and down that lineup that are, again, young. Um, expl- Terrence Mann uh, comes yeah. to mind. Guy Reggie Jackson. Jackson. Reggie, yeah, I mean, they, they, just, they just got some good ball players. So, yeah, yeah. that would be a tough matchup. But uh, at the end of the day, man, you got to beat the Phoenix Suns four times yeah. in a week and a half. I, I love mean, just, that. Just figure that out, brother. <laughs> I don't give a damn who it is. I don't give a damn who it is. Figure it out. Four mm-hmm. times in a week and a half, baby. And this team Let's has go. lost 10 games in about four months. So figure it out. <laughs> I love that. Good good point. Good point. So I think this is a Suns wig. Don't you, though, Suns geek? I mean, everything we just said still, I mean, this team's rolling, and uh, they're still learning to play together, right? I do think it'll, it'll be t- a tough win, but I do feel like we will win. But, yeah, that team going forward, I mean, even if Paul George comes back 90%, they're going to be a really, really good team. And, I mean, Flex talked about getting players in there and just more wings and experience, and they're going to be – and Steve Ballmer doesn't care, man. That guy is made of money. He'll pay whatever luxury <laughs> pack or whatever he needs to do. Contract, yeah. it doesn't matter. But that team, yeah, I think the Suns are going to get the win, but it, it won't be easy for sure. So speaking of money, uh, let's talk just a little bit. You know, I know it's it's a, probably a little early. Uh, maybe, gosh, I don't know. When when is the buyout deadline? Oh man, I, I actually jotted down some of the official date, but um, we still got We still got at least about two weeks uh, okay. before the buyout deadline. So, is there anyone who's a potential buyout target for this team? And if so, is it like let Alfred Payton go and then bring in that person? I, I mean, in all honesty. Or yeah. Ish Wainwright, or I don't know. Right, right. So, I mean, listen, what I've been told is they, they like where they're at, but they're going to obviously monitor the buyout market. And it ha- it's going to have to be someone that uh, is is just, you're like, wow, that guy got bought out. And then at that point, the Suns will evaluate. Like, I'll be honest with you. I I, told, I think we talked about this the last time I was on, John. I, I, I might have been on with you. Um, the Suns were poking around on Terrence Ross. This is a guy that mm-hmm. they were poking around with, you know, weeks before the deadline, just gauging interest. And 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 I I actually believe Terrence might get bought out. So you know, you look at a guy. If the Suns do, if the Suns do add another player, I'm told it's not gonna. It's gonna be a guy that that's a bucket that can come in uh-huh. and and just get a bucket. And so Terrence Ross is a guy that comes to mind. Um, <laughs> So I, I, I do I think it's a little too early because I think that there's a couple players 
that we don't anticipate getting bought out but could get bought out. And that's what the Suns are sitting on. And the beautiful thing about the Suns situation is they got that four and a half million dollar um, half of the mid-level, right? So they can pay anyone. And I'm, I want to make something clear, guys, without being long-winded. Um, you know, they don't have to prorate that. Like, that's cash money. Yeah. That's cash money for Which 25 games. That's yeah. very appealing. A guy can take a buyout and say, I'm going to go play with a championship team with the Phoenix Suns and get four and a half million dollars. Um, that's, that's pretty, that's pretty enticing. So, um, they're going to, they're going to monitor, which is James should do. And, uh, if the right guy comes free, um, I think they'll pounce on it. Absolutely. Yeah. I think it's a, it's a good observation. And again, yeah. it's too early in my opinion to start talking necessarily targets because you don't know who's going to be bought out. Right. You that's know, we, you we, we know right. that Goran Dragic is probably going to be bought out. Yeah. I don't think, you know, that's the I first person. I Shams reported that just, if, you know, before the game, too. Yeah, so, but yeah. I don't think he'd necessarily be a target for the Phoenix Suns. I really don't. I think that they <laughs> want to really focus on somebody who can just add, you know, we, we just added two defensive pieces. You might want to throw, get a flamethrower like a Terrence Ross if yeah. you could out there. So, you know, sit back, relax, Suns fans. The buyout market, uh, we'll get that date, you know, and, and report on that at a later time. But, uh you know, we'll we'll see from there. So there, there's a new segment that we've been doing on here, and you know, we got we got two people who uh, aren't normally on here, so why not? Childhood trauma. Childhood trauma. <laughs> <laughs> For some reason, the jamsters love it. Uh, I asked in the chat, you know, like, hey, is are there any childhood trauma uh, subjects you guys want to bring up? You know, Blaze said worst injuries. Uh, Roy said playing Ooh. with fire trauma. Luke Carter said girls breaking your heart. And then Fabio said Valentine's <laughs> Day trauma. And after Target said, yeah, Valentine's Day slash elementary school tr- crush trauma. So <laughs> that'll be the topic tonight. Uh, who wants to go first? Does anyone have any Valentine's Day embarrassing things from your youth? Uh, anyone get <laughs> a- a- anyone get to I'll, I'll start. OK, I remember yeah. in like first grade we had to make a Valentine's day card, right? Like you yeah. essentially what you did is you, you made a little paper bag and then you had like a little thing on top that said like your name on it. And that's where people dropped your Valentine's day card in it. Right. I didn't yeah. truly understand the point of the assignment. I thought we were just like making a card or something. And I had this crush on Julie Bergwald. Uh, <laughs> and I wrote this, I, you know, I had this big heart on there. And I wonder like, if she's watching right now. <laughs> oh, I highly doubt it. You know, and I, I've told a story, I think once where like there was a girl I had a crush on in elementary school, and like her brothers tried to beat me up and it was Julie Bergwald's brothers. And <laughs> I wrote like in it, you know, like I love Julie Bergwald and all this stuff. Well, my last name's Voida. So on the end of the alphabet, so that thing is sitting on the end with the card kind of like open to where you could see a big heart. Like I love Julie on it. And like, cause we gave it to the teacher and the teacher started putting them up and like, I'm mortified cause I didn't understand the assignment. All of a sudden I'm like, Oh, now everyone's going to know that I have a crush on Julie Bergwald. Like, great. Thanks. Uh, and it was just embarrassing. And like, it led to other, you know, like again, her brothers like found out she told her brothers and like, they like, you know, I remember them grabbing me after class one time by the shirt and like, you like my sister, how dare you? And they're like going to hurt me and stuff. And like, so that was just like from an early age, I just remember being uh, mortified for expressing my affection for, uh, for somebody. So, right, so, so I, I, I mean, if we're going to stick to this, I, yeah, I, I why do, not? It's I, fun. Do have, I do have something that I recall. So I was probably seventh grade and there's a girl, Amanda, that uh that i liked at school and so i'm like all right i'm gonna get amanda some chocolate <laughs> and I, I i get a, I get her some peppermint chocolate and she looks at me she goes i hate peppermint <laughs> 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 I, 
And I, I remember being like, holy crap. And she just took the damn candy and walked away. But she was like, I don't oh, like that. So um, that's probably the closest thing I got that something going wrong on Valentine's Day. It's traumatic. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, man, I thought I'm going to win here. Peppermint, I like peppermint. <laughs> I love peppermint. I, 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 guess, I guess you don't like it. So, uh, yeah, that, that was a bad look. So, so, so after that, it was the whole, you know, the variety pack after that. It yeah, like, there yeah, you go. Some options, right? Give you some options. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what about yeah. you brandon you got anything well you know john this isn't my best segment but someone mentioned injuries earlier i know we're on the yes. valentine's day topic but oh. john i don't know if you remember this before i came on to your guys show for the first time my shoulder just popped out now that's you know shoulder injuries <laughs> happen all the time but i this happened when i was sleeping so it was a previous oh, injury back man. in 2016 playing basketball it healed over time. I went to physical therapy and all that. But then all of a sudden, October 6th, I was sleeping. I must have been like this, sleeping like that. And it just oh. popped out. And I said, John, I can't make it on your show. Sorry, man. I and remember I was that. I work for a week, and it was some of the worst pain in my life. That's why when the NBA players have shoulder injuries, I'm I like, dude, I surgery, you, man. Sounds geek. I got that surgery. Yeah. It was it was a, it was it was from playing. I, I got a completely torn rotator cuff, oh, bicep oh tendon, and torn labor. Every everything, Ugh. man. I, I used to used to pop out when I sleep, and then I tell you what happened. What was the draw? A friend of mine came up behind me. You know how you tap somebody in the back to say yep. hi? Oh God! Pat patted me on the left shoulder. The whole shoulder popped out. Just oh that that subtle of a pop. So yeah, I had to get surgery on it, get it fully fixed. But that sucks, bro. That's tough. I yeah. thought I had it bad until I heard that. To be honest, but yeah, it's, it, it sucks, man. <laughs> Well, if, if you go back and you watch the first time that Suns Geek is actually on the pod, he's in a sling. Yep. You know, wow. like, yeah. it was like a week later. He's like, dude, I'm so sorry. I couldn't make it last time. But I like, remember filming wow, videos and just telling my my subscribers, I'm like, guys, if my videos are like, you know, not quick to get out or if they're not edited that well, it's because I'm literally working with one arm, you know, like. So bear with me. <laughs> He's an aggressive sleeper. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> All right. So one more story I just want to hit on real quick. I, I, I yeah. tweeted it out last night. Uh, I met Giannis Antetokounmpo last night, which is really fucking cool. I, I saw uh, that. Yeah, yep. it, it's pretty cool. So I actually, uh, I'm flying back and forth from Sacramento a lot right now. I'm working up in Northern California, in Folsom, California during the week. And then I fly back to Phoenix on the weekends. And I'm doing that for about the next three weeks. Uh, so I got into town last night, arrived at 1020. Uh, and I'm just standing out front of the airport waiting for my wife to pick me up. And I look over. Tall dude. I'm like, oh my God, that's fucking Giannis, dude. And he's there. He's holding he's holding his, his baby. He's got his wife with him and she's got a carriage for the other baby. You know, so and then he walks across to the ride share. And actually, you know, I took a picture at that time. There's the picture yeah. right there. You know, so that's you can crazy. See he's, he's got his kid, you know. So I walked over there and like right when I was getting ready to say something, my wife calls me. So I step off to the side, you know, she's like, Hey, where you where where are you at? You know, I'm like, I'm at door three. And then some guy comes running out and goes and he goes to talk to him real quick. And you can't you can tell he wanted to take a selfie with him. And okay. Giannis, you could say someone's like, hey, man, like I'm with my family. Right. You know? Leave me alone, guy. Leave me alone. Yeah. And the yeah. guy just the guy walked away. But at that point, I'm like, well, fuck, I'm going to go say something to him. Yeah. And yeah. I, I and I've, I've met a few NBA players in the past. Mm -hmm. And I asked Matthew this question, he never responded when I texted him because I was the first person I texted. Like, holy shit, dude, I just, let, I just met Giannis. He's like, well, what'd you say to him? I'm like, well, what do I always say to him? Whenever I meet NBA players, I thank them. And yeah, what yeah. I said to Giannis, I said, hey, Giannis, real quick, I know you're with your family. I just want to thank you for uh, what you've meant to the sport of, of basketball. And he Great. looked at me, and he just he reached out that big-ass hand that's and gave me a fist brother. Out, you know, That's impressive, John. You know, that's just, it's what I – you know, job. I don't want to bother him. He's with his family. I don't need a selfie. I don't need any of that yeah. stuff. So 
you know, I just thanked him for what he's meant to the sport of basketball. He gave me a fist pound. I went back and my wife picked Good me up. Job. My wife picked me up. I'm like, dude, that's Giannis right there. She's like, who? I'm like, the guy who beat us in the finals last year. She's like, oh, yeah, that guy. That's you know, a good so. job by you, brother. That's a John, very man. good job. And you, you know what? I, you know what, John? I, I, you know, when you sent that out last night, I was going to hit you up because I didn't know the story. Yeah. But um, the one thing I was going to say is in, in my entire life of watching basketball and watching the Phoenix Suns go to war with people. That is the most likable dude. He is, I, I man. just can't hate him. And we I, lost I, the know, finals to right. him. Like, that's and, and the I thing. Like, like, I'm going to be honest. If I see John Paxson walking down the street, I'll punch <laughs> him in the face. Like, to this day. Or I mean, Robert Horry. I, I say this all the time. John Paxson was my introduction to, as a kid to, to depression. I didn't, we, I didn't uh, even know what depression. You're 13 yeah, years until old. You, you don't even know that. what depression yeah. is. And I felt that for a week. And I was like, well, wow, that's, this is new. But, yeah, John Paxson will get punched in the face to this day if I see him. But Giannis, man, that guy's incredible, man. So, well, yeah, I can't can't And to see him, him standing there play – because essentially here, here – you know, you can figure out what happened. He was already in town because the Bucks played the Suns. He yeah. came to the airport to pick up his wife because they don't play until Monday in Portland. Right. So he's going to spend a weekend in Phoenix with his wife and his kids. Smart dude. <laughs> and he's sitting there, and you see him just playing with his kids and the happiness on his face, man. And you're just like, this guy is literally the most likable guy that's ever broken. You know, it's another thing, uh, John. Like, I, I've been around plenty of professional basketball players and how they operate with their families and stuff. Let me tell you something. He could have easily sent somebody to do that. He Absolutely. did not have to do that. The fact that he can and, – and this is in the airport of the team that you just beat in the yep. finals. Yes. And he's willing to face that. That guy's impressive, man. I well, like he, that. And he, I and he took that. a ride share and got dropped off because he went, walked, and he and they stood there for 10 minutes while I was waiting there waiting for their ride share, you know? Yeah. Wow. So, you know, he, he's was, got a really good story because, I mean, I guess he came from nothing. Nothing. And just his rise from, you know, his rookie year, obviously, until now is inspiring. That's why he's yeah. always giving back and giving out shoes and jerseys jerseys and by the way i don't mean to preach to the younger audience here but if you guys do get a chance to meet players just be respectful say yes, please yes. say thank you like when i did live in phoenix pre-covid and all that i met a ton of suns players i met a ton of basketball players i was always respectful i waited i wasn't like bumping into people to get an autograph yeah. you know, just be chill be calm say their name like their full name mm. they might like it a little more and Crap. you know thank them as john mentioned and you know just be cool, man. That's, yeah, that, cool that, that's my thing. I remember one time I met Grant Hill when I was getting alterations done on yeah. my army, my army jacket. And I, he was in the, the shop and <clears throat> it was stupid. I was wearing a, a cutoff shirt and like a cowboy hat <laughs> and like basketball shorts. It was the middle of fucking summer. And I saw Grant Hill. And it was right after the Suns had lost in the playoffs in 2010. And I went up and I'm like, Mr. Hill. And he goes, yeah. I go, and I, I shook his hand. I go, hey, thanks for sweeping the Spurs, man. That's almost like winning a title for us. <laughs> you know, and he laughed a little bit. But uh, <laughs> asking awesome, a few man. questions that I see in the chat here. Uh, J.A. Macias, uh, Macias, is his wife tall? No, she's really actually really short. Uh, Roy, how big are Giannis' hands? Ginormous. Uh, there's my hand like up to here. I mean, it's like wow. it's, they're just massive, man. Yep. Um, where was I wearing Suns gear? Actually, I wasn't. It was my bald mm -hmm. head. I was coming home from a business trip, and I almost like – the last thing I did at the Sacramento airport is I almost pulled my son's hat out of my uh, uh, bag and I was just going to wear it home. And uh, I, I kind of wish I had the sun. That's my one regret is I wish I had my son's gear on because I still would have said everything the same way. So, right. Uh, but Should've again, it was. Him. 
onto the podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. People are like, you should invite him on the podcast. Did he foul you when you did yeah. it? You know, all the funny things. You know, so kudos to the Suns fan. You know, I post on Twitter a lot of funny responses. Uh, it was just kind of a really cool experience meeting that dude. And he's just, you know, uh, a great guy. So That's awesome, man. Uh, again, thank you both for coming on the podcast. I truly appreciate it. Uh, let's start with Suns Geek. Can you tell everyone where they can follow you and find you and uh, meet you at the airport and give you high fives? <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you guys ever do see me, whenever I do come back to Phoenix, come say hi, come take a picture with me. I'll put you in a vlog, but uh, you guys can find me at Suns Geek on YouTube or just search Suns Geek and you'll find me anywhere on social media. Subscribe to my YouTube channel. I'd really appreciate it. And this was a great show despite internet connection problems, which I've had multiple times. And, you know, thanks for having me on, man. This was fun. Uh, of course. And Flex, you want to tell everyone where they can find you? Yeah, man, at Flex from Jersey on all major platforms, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Um, obviously, always on after the uh, home games with on, with John Bloom, 98.7 Arizona Sports, and um, on the PHNX Network. Excellent. Thanks for hanging out with us instead of John Bloom tonight. Hey, no, that, come on, man. Take that, Bloomer. <laughs> hey, Bloomer said, hey, he told me to tell y'all what's up. He did. Uh, he texted me. He's like, he like, yo, tell my guys I said what's up. So <laughs> shout out for my boy, Bloom. Love you, Bloom. <laughs> We'll get you on the show one of these days, Bloom. It's just we compete. You know, you're on the radio side, we're on the video <laughs> side. So I get it. I get it. So yes, uh, until then, we'll or until next time, we'll see you later, uh, Suns fans, and uh, go home and love your family. <laughs>